On December 1999, the local Lahore newspaper received a disturbing letter. I have killed and raped over 100 young boys between the age of 6 to 16. My victims consist of orphans and runaway children who lurks at the streets of Lahore where I would bring them home so I could rape them and strangle them to death. After murdering them, I would dismember their bodies and immerse them in vets of hydrochloric acid. I would then dump their bodies at a nearby river. The police were immediately called where they launched the largest manhunt in Pakistan at that time. After several days of search, the police arrested four teenagers who were believed to be the killer's accomplices. They shared a room with the killer in a three-bedroom flat in Sohawa. On the 30th December 1999, a month after their arrest, the killer finally admitted himself to custody. The killer was none other than Javed Iqbal. We read, listen, recount stories that fascinate us. It's the stories that we can relate to the most are the ones that become a part of who we are. It excites us knowing that living in the ordinary can also be extraordinary. From the tales and legends that are forgotten and the stories that keep us up at night, I bring you Stories from the Dark and I'm your host, The Enigma. Javed Iqbal was born on 1956 in Lahore, Pakistan. His father, Muhammad Ali Mughal, was a successful businessman. Because of his father's success in his career, Javed had a decent upbringing, which he also had the privilege to be educated at a decent school. He went to Islamia High School at Railroad Lahore as an intermediate student. He lived at one of the houses bought by his father at Shadbak. It was when he lived independently that his odd behavior first started to emerge. Initially, his parents were not aware of his odd lifestyle. Only after they moved into Shadbak did they realize their son is not normal. They learned that he lured teenage boys by using his wealth in which they would get sodomized. As a parent, they kept it between themselves and they urged him to live normally. They tried to convince Iqbal to get married, hoping that by marrying, he would live a normal life. But Iqbal resisted. Only after months of convincing, Iqbal eventually agreed. His willingness came with a condition, where he gets to choose the girl that he marries. The reason behind this is because arranged marriage is the country's tradition. Learning Iqbal's willingness to get married, Iqbal's parents were happy. It was only later that it was revealed that the bride is actually the elder sister of one of his victims whom he sodomized. When the police investigated his house, they found bloodstains on the walls and on the floor. 
There were also chains tethered to the floor which was used to immobilize his victims so he could sodomize them as much as he wants. There were also photographs of his victims which is believed to be their last moments before they were strangled and were dismembered. The most disturbing evidence were the plastic bags that contained the remains of his victims which were neatly labeled with handwritten pamphlets ready to be disposed. Vets of acid were also found in his house, which was found to contain the remains of his victims' dismembered bodies. The police found the bodies to be in the process of dissolving in the highly concentrated acid. The vents were intentionally left unattended. Alongside it, there was also a note which says, the bodies in the house have deliberately not been disposed of so that authorities will find them. During his trial, he quickly withdrew his statement of killing 100 children. He testified that he was only witness to the killings. He said the purpose of the letter he gave to the authorities was so that it would make them aware of how much the children in the streets were neglected. His testimony was quickly questioned due to the vast concrete evidence that were against him. Such evidences were the horrific detail of how the children were killed that was found in his diary and how his handwriting matched with those pamphlets that were found at his house. Iqbal argued that he had to make his earlier statement to the police as he was under duress. Following his testimony, there were over a hundred witnesses that supported Iqbal's claim. But in the end, Iqbal and his accomplices were still found guilty. It was believed that he developed the urge to kill when he was in jail. It was at that time that he had to endure from the physical abuse by the police. And it was also at that time that he learned that his mother had died. He promised to himself that once he's released, that he would get back to the authorities by killing exactly 100 children, not more, not less. Iqbal claimed that he could easily go on and kill 400 more children if he wanted to, but his goal was only to fulfill the promise he made to himself. After some time of his release from jail, he set up his own video game arcade. His arcade store was pretty well received as it was one of his go-to places for finding his next victim. Iqbal would drop a large sum of money on the ground where he would wait until it was collected by a random kid. Claiming that he had lost his money, he would search the kid one by one until the thief was found. Iqbal would bring the thief at the back room pretending that the kid would get scolded where in reality, they would get raped. In some occasions, Iqbal would let them free because of how sorry he felt for them. Other than the arcade, he would kidnap runaway kids who roamed the streets of Lahore. Iqbal was sentenced to death where he would be executed by strangulation in public at the place where he would always find his victims. This punishment is called Kisas, a Sharia legal concept of punishment where the criminal is punished 
in the same way they tortured or murdered their victims. Furthermore, the judge believed that Iqbal should also be dismembered with 100 cuts following the number of victims he murdered, and to also bathe his remains in acid. As for Iqbal's accomplices, Sajid Ahmad, who was the closest to him, was also sentenced to death because of his participation in the murders. Mamat Nadim was sentenced to 182 years of prison because he was found guilty of 13 murders. Mamat Sabir was sentenced to 63 years in prison. On October 8, 2001, Iqbal and his accomplice Sajid Ahmad were found dead in their cell as they hung themselves using their bedsheets.